Morning, church. Morning. Happy New Year. This first Sunday of the year. What a blessing it is to worship our Lord this first, first Sunday of the year. To gather together, worship our glorious Lord Christ. Our greatest commodity, our greatest pleasure is Him, Christ. Let us not forget that. Let us open our Bibles to the book of James or the James, the first chapter, and we will be covering verses 5 to 8. James 1, verses 5 to 8, very famous passage, we'll read and then we'll pray, amen? The word of the Lord reads, if any, any of you lacks wisdom, Let him ask God, who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith, with no doubt. For the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. For that person must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we come to you humbled before you, knowing, Lord, how feeble-minded we are, or how lowly we are. For you are King, King of the universe, creator of all things. We come to you now asking for wisdom, asking for revelation that is already imputed in scriptures, Lord, we don't want to go uh, based on our emotions, presuppositions. We want to get to know you through Scripture. Spirit, Spirit of the Holy God, be with us today. Enlighten our minds. Change us. this upcoming 2023. That is the desire. Lord, we praise you. We worship you. In your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. So if you don't remember, let me give you a little bit of context of the epistle of James. James is writing to the church uh, in the dispersion, meaning the new-founded church is now being persecuted by Romans and even uh, Jews themselves. But with this newfound faith and this newfound persecution, James understands that a trouble arises. There's going to be a test, series of tests, tests our faith, legitimate faith, genuine faith. And the first test, as you see, is trials, tribulations, persecution. The first test of our faith. To be found in, as a legitimate faith, a genuine faith, where God brings about trials. And that's okay. Trials are good, as we learned previously. James is a good and qualified shepherd, and is concerned that many will live the faith. That's his concern. See, James, in his epistle, is concerned that by these trials, many who profess to be Christians will leave the faith altogether. He knows that. It will happen. It was also Jesus' concern. He, in the uh, parable of the sower, what is he saying? You know, a sower went out, only seeds, and the seeds were planted in different soils. The first one was were laid out in the path, 
It had no fruits, never grow. The second one, good and good soil. What happened? Had many good fruits. But the third, it was laid out, sowed in the rocks. These were peculiar because these had some growth. They grew, grew for a while. This represented people that grew, grew in the faith, heard the gospel. But then when the test came, trials came, what happened? They withered away. They left the faith. That is a concern. That is a concern for the church today. And that is the context of this passage. Trials. Here to test our genuine faith. And here's James. Telling us that we need to ask for wisdom. Because we cannot rely on our strength. On our smarts. We need something more. So the title of this sermon today is. A New Year's Resolution. Seek wisdom. A New Year's Resolution. Seek wisdom. Now what is James saying? That we should seek wisdom above God? No, absolutely not. What he's saying is that if you seek God, you're seeking wisdom. He's the provider of wisdom. Solomon said it. Seek wisdom above all else. Because eventually the dad will lead you to who? To God. He's the provider of wisdom. The writer understands that wisdom is divine. And I want to get through that for a second. He, it is divine and the only source of it is by going to the one that gives wisdom. God himself. So when we say that this year's resolution ought to be to seek wisdom... It is an immediate command to seek God above all else, all things, because he provides true wisdom. Job, asking where wisdom came from, he said that nature did not know where wisdom laid. Where were its foundations? You cannot buy wisdom with money, with gold or silver. Job said, God knows its dwelling place. God knows where wisdom lays. And that is the task for this 2023. Let's seek wisdom above all else. Two points this morning. I'm going to make it brief. Number one, pray for wisdom until it is found. And number two, beware of double-mindedness. Beware of double-mindedness. Point number one, pray for wisdom until it's found. Verse five, wisdom has been the greatest, the world's greatest commodity. All have seek wisdom. And let us not confuse wisdom with information. We live in a world full of information. It is said that statistics show that 90% of the world's data or information was generated between 2019 and the present age. Think about about that. We live in a generation full of information, but not wise men. We have a lot of intellectuals, but not wise at all. If it were so, our world would be a different place. So wisdom is not information. Let's Let's get that in our minds. James says in verse 5, If you lack wisdom, and we will, especially during our trials... When everything is heavy laden, when we are tired of 
pressing on, as Freddie was saying, we will lack wisdom. And he says the only source is to go to him who gives wisdom. And I don't know what 2023 will bring. I'm not a prophet. But if the world is showing us is that we're not going to a brighter place, we are going to dangerous path. I'm not trying to be pessimistic, but that's what I see. That's, that's reality. But we don't need worldly wisdom to fix our circumstances. We need divine wisdom. Now, worldly wisdom, or wisdom, is being defined by the world in different ways. I'll give you a few definitions by different philosophers. Because this is important. This matters. To get wisdom right. Aristotle said this, the wise man has the knowledge of all things insofar as possible. See, there's something interesting about that. That for this man, wisdom was human-centric. To gather knowledge, to be puffed up in knowledge, that's not what the Bible says about wisdom at all. Descartes said this about wisdom. Through wisdom... We hear not only prudence in business, but a perfect knowledge in all things that man can know. Both the conduct of this life by preserving his health and the invention of all arts. Again, humanistic, horizontal, stays there. Or Socrates, the only true wisdom is knowing that you know nothing. He goes as far as to say you know nothing. But that's, that's not what the Bible teaches. It's contradic- contradictory to the Bible. The true wisdom is the fear of the Lord, Solomon says. In other words, true knowledge of God. His characters, his attributes, wisdom. The world defines wisdom altogether different than the Word of God. See, worldly wisdom will always know matter how pure or selfless it may sound the its angle will always be self-gratifying world wisdom is i don't care how pure it may sound or selfless it will always point back to man back to self on the contrary this is biblical wisdom and let me give you a definition Biblical wisdom invites people to a way of life that is in harmony with both the created order and God's redemptive work. God's biblical wisdom will always lead you to others, to disciple, and to be discipled. Horizontal. Uh, Vertical, I'm sorry, vertical. You see the difference? I hope you can this morning. So James understands that in order to fulfill verse 2 of James, same chapter, to be joyful in trials, there must be an understanding of what trials mean in our lives. And this is what James is referring to when we lack wisdom in trials. Because when trials press on, we tend to miss the meaning of our trials, even as believers. We grumble. But no, James says, you will lack wisdom. Ask God. Pray to God for wisdom so that you are revealed why you are suffering and how God is working out this trial in your life. Purpose. 
and not only for you, but for a better witnessing of others. See, the difference between world wisdom and biblical wisdom is who's benefiting from it. That's the ultimate. In 1 Kings 3, 1 to 15, something interesting about wisdom. Solomon, young man, of taking the rule, kingship, for wisdom. But what was the end goal for that wisdom? Was it for long life? His own benefits? His own agenda? Absolutely not. He says, let me rule your people with righteousness. The end of wisdom is for others, ultimately not yourself. It's a difference. And the same thing happens in our trials. Wisdom will lead us to a biblical understanding that not only our sufferings bring about personal spiritual fruits to expand God's kingdom through faithful witnessing. Think about that this 2023. Seek wisdom. Now James gives us an imperative. Ask God when you lack wisdom. Again, we are consumed with information. What James is alluding is that we don't need more information. We need wisdom. And the first resource of our, in our trials must be we must go to God. And we said that's a, a, such a simplistic command. But we miss simplistic commands all the time. Especially us men. When we order a new furniture, or what happens? There's a manual, instructions, commands. And what typically happens? We skip the first two. We do. A lot of us. Not all the time. We've learned along the way not to, right? We're in the middle of the process, and we miss a step, and what happens? Because we thought we knew. We go to our own resources, strength, with our own worldly wisdom. Proverbs 3, 5, 8 says, Do not lean in your own understanding. Trust the Lord with all your heart and soul. He should be our first, first source of wisdom for 2023. Amen? As I said, we find ourselves going to money to fix our issues. We live in the United States of America, capitalism. We love our money. We love credit cards. We have them there at our disposal. And whenever we have trouble, we go to them. That's not what James is saying. Maybe some of us go to politics. We go to the Supreme Court. We go to our House of Representatives and we're ever watchful who is the Speaker of the House. And let me tell you something. Politics can only get us so far. So you can change all the laws you want in a nation, but you're not changing the heart. You can change all the abortion laws you want, and people will still find a way to abort children. So we need something more. We need wisdom. We need wisdom that leads us to the gospel. Because only in the gospel, we find a message that changes the hearts. You want to see revival in our society? Start there in this 2023. Ask for wisdom. May it lead you to the gospel. 
may lead you to be more evangelistic. I know some of us would, especially with this uh, immigration crisis, immediately we go to what? Man, the resources, why should we pay for these people, these folk who are foreign, who haven't worked a day in our lives, in their lives, in this good United States. Traffic is horrible. People are driving without uh, car insurance. This is horrendous. But wisdom changes perspective. Wisdom tells you, leads you to what? To think otherwise. How can we serve these people? How can we lead people to Christ? How can we preach, take this momentum, this morning time, God-given to the church, time of need for others, how do we lead them to Christ? That is godly wisdom. May it be godly wisdom that we seek this 2023 for our local church, Cornerstone Bible Church. Not only are we given an imperative command, but also a beautiful promise. I don't know or I don't intend to know what you're going through. I don't want to belittle your trials. They're real. As a heartbeat, as, as you're taking a breath, it's real. But there's a promise. James gives us this comfort. That when we struggle or suffer calamity, we can and should go to the throne of grace and ask for wisdom. But not only that, (coughs) he says that it will be given. It is a promise. He says, let him or her ask God who gives generously to all without, without reproach. He's willing. He gives it all. The same God who gave His only begotten Son freely, willingly, is the same God that now says, you can approach me and I'll give you wisdom. The world's greatest commodity. I have it at my disposal. I want to give it to you. What a promise. That the creator of the universe, thank you brother, thanks so much, once to give you wisdom. Didn't our Lord Christ mention that himself? He says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened. That is a promise. And yet we do otherwise. 2023 ought to be a year where we change perspective. When we go to Him, we lean on Christ. We hold on to Christ. Not in our own understandings. Not in our own 401k. Not in the stock market. All those things will fail us. Christ won't. You might be going through marital issues. This 2023. You started the year wrong with your marriage. You're fighting, bickering. God knows what. You're ready to throw the towel. Maybe you've been hurt and you can't stand it anymore. You don't want to be next to this person that you once knew, that you once loved. Well, the first thing that James tells us is ask God for wisdom. Don't go to your psychologist 
Don't go to your friends for answers. Don't go to your co-workers for, for confidentiality and advice. Don't do that. Drop everything else and go to him first. Go to him, but first, but let me remind you that eventually and always God's wisdom will lead you to be discipled and to disciple others. Don't neglect God's prescribed wisdom that already has already been laid out for you in Scripture. You may have marital issues, yes. Go to him that the word, the, the, the word of God says, awesome. That's the right response. But seek godly counsel. Because in the multitude of counsel, there is wisdom. And I see it often. Marriages, marriages on fire, crumbling. And all they do is slide back from the church. Stay away from the church. Stay, instead of coming in, bringing in those issues to godly men and godly women. That is godly wisdom. The Bible says that plans without counsel, they always fail. But with, advice, with many advisors, those plans succeed. Where there is no counsel, the people fall, the Bible said. But in the multitude of counselors, there's wisdom and safety. You'd rather have your marriage this 2023 in safety or would you rather have it fall? Seek wisdom this 2023. Maybe same goes to you, young man or young woman who are here today. I see a, a few of you who might be addicted to, and I hate to say this, but this is a realistic sin. Pornography or habitual sin. Don't neglect God's holy counsel. He's prescribed wisdom for you this 2023. This is the year where you break out of the, this heavy laden sin. Seek wisdom from God and don't neglect the counsel of many. Don't hide there on your computer alone at night. Seek counsel. There are godly men at, at, at your church at your disposal. Learn from them. Learn, to, learn from them to be a, a godly woman, a godly man. Maybe you want to be a better father, a better mother this 2023. You want God to give you wisdom to faithfully raise your children in His ways, in His path. Go to Him. Let him lead you through scripture and remind you that what you're going through, your trials, they matter. They have purpose. Maybe you are taking care of your old folk, parents, elderly, getting up in age, tired, they're sickly. And sometimes we get tired. I know you're tired. I know it's pressing. I know it's pressing in your life. But it matters. Godly wisdom says it matters. Don't forsake him. Honor your parents. And it will be well with you. Point number two. Beware of double-mindedness. And here comes the warning. 
for 2023. This message does come with a warning. And James knows that this message will fall and be rejected by hardened hearts. He knows that. He just asked us to ask God for wisdom. Pray to God for wisdom. But he's now asking that if you approach the throne of grace, you do it with or by faith. That is the only prerequisite. You must believe. And isn't that the only prerequisite for our faith, for our salvation? Faith. Acts 16.31 lays it out perfectly. Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be what? Saved. Or that famous passage in Ephesians 2.8, 9, everybody knows it by heart. For by grace you have been saved. Through what? Faith. So for us to receive wisdom from God, we must come with faith. It's a salvation problem. This is what James is saying. Many are false believers. Many ask God. Many know the lingo, know the Christian lingo, know the words, know the lyrics. They raise their hands. They're not true believers. They might even pray to God. But there's no faith. And they will not receive. This 2023 is a year of self-examination. Check the heart. I don't intend to think that everybody here today is a believer. I hope so. My heart, that's what I, what I desire. And what God desires. I cannot expect that. This is the year of wisdom where you ask and seek God and search Him in faith. James says in verse 6, But let him ask in faith with no doubting. For the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. And I see that, I see so many believers, yes, believers within the church being tossed by the winds. They choose to play Christendom, Christianity, for whatever reason it may be. That is what James is saying. James is describing a professing believer. He's not talking about the atheist, meaning he's talking within people within the church. He's not talking to a CEO, an agnostic, or an atheist. He's not talking to the world. He's talking to the church. People that profess to believe in Christ, in God, but when trials come, they fade. How many countless times have you seen that within the church? Trials come to friends, family members that we loved, and all of a sudden they're not in the faith no more. How many? Countless. Especially you that have been longer in the faith. Think about that. James is talking to people that, who sat in the synagogues, to Christians who were in Christians' houses listening to sermons every Saturday or Sunday, whichever day you want to uh, 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 attribute it to. What who James is talking about is people who ask God with doubt, who laid their foundation, their spiritual home on the sand. 
and not in the solid rock that is Jesus. This ought to be a year of spiritual awakeness. I don't mean it like the world says. To study your heart. To come back. What are our motivations? Where is our mind? Where are our priorities? Because we start the year right. We start with um, resolutions every year. We have our going to the gym, losing weight, getting more money, better position, getting married, having a boyfriend, having a girlfriend, you name it. All those resolutions may fail. The one that cannot fail is to be close to Christ. John 2.19 says, and I think this becomes very evident, they went out from us, but they were not of us. That's the doubting man. That is the double-minded man. That is the double-souled man. That is the lukewarm man. That is the man that speaks Christianese, but when they walk out of this door, their lives are totally different from what they profess. If that reflects your life, there is hope. Hope in Christ. Come to Him for wisdom this year, 2023. Young people here today, don't think that your parents' faith will save you. We think that young people don't perish, don't die. Death comes to all. Don't make your parents' salvation yours, your own. Don't attribute their faith to yours. You might know the songs, might know the lyrics, you might have the verses memorized, but that alone won't get you won't get you through the end. You need something more. You need Christ, who is the true foundation of faith. And if you're not there, and you desire that genuine faith, salvation, it is offered to you freely. This man, the the doubtful man, man that doubts, that asks, without expectation of God's answering his prayer, he calls him, his life is unstable in all his ways. He's worse than an atheist. Fool, the Bible calls him. It might have been worse. It's worse for that man. The Bible says on the the day of the Lord, the professors, Plays Christian, but is not. The unstable man cannot expect any provisions from the Lord, James says. Any of God's wisdom. Because without faith, it is impossible to please the Lord. We live in a generation where we can easily be fooled. If not rooted on the solid foundation. We are witnessing an era of deception. 
The devil's greatest weapon is deception, twisting truth. And if we don't embrace godly wisdom, this 2023, sound doctrine, proper theology, and not only knowing it, but believing in them to the point of living them out, we can also be tossed and thrown by the raging seas called lies. The church is at war and enemies at weapon is distorting the truth, hiding truth. Let me give you an example. This week I was reading an article. It was very disturbing. The Church of England just um, installed the first non-binary elder, pastor, bishop, whatever you want to call it. This man, because that's what he is, a man said that through a dream, a revelation, God told them that it was okay to be non-binary. The problem is, beloved, if we're not rooted in God's scripture, godly wisdom, if we play to be a Christian, that could also be us. We could be ruled by our emotions, our dreams, and that's a dangerous place to be in. We can easily fall into the trap of the devil when we're not seeking Christ this 2023. This is the reality. James writes this epistle for, the same, for this same reason. This will happen inside the church. And we see that ever more present. You know what actually worried me the most? That when I saw the, the actual comments, evangelical Christians were applauding this man. They were applauding these decisions. And I'm not talking, there were thousands upon thousands of comments. Supposed believing Christians thrown by the wind because they're not holding on tight to the cornerstone, the chief cornerstone that is Christ and His godly wisdom. Conclusion. Make a brief? Yes. Go to lunch? Quick. <laughs> this is not a message of doom and gloom. I'll finish with the gospel. Because there's always hope. But it does come with this warning. It is hope, hopefully a message of reflection or, and, and searching and checking our hearts. In 2023, as it, as it begins, I know we have many resolutions and most of them will be left undone by the third week, or probably fourth. And maybe if you're resolute and you have that, maybe the second month, maybe. It happens every year. My heart this year is that our resolution is to seek wisdom, that wisdom becomes our priority. Because if you don't have a notice, seeking wisdom is seeking Christ. Not that Christ is wisdom. He's the creator. He is the giver of wisdom. That sort of wisdom will transform our faith to faith. The type of wisdom that will sustain us amidst our trials. We need something more. Again, I said, I hope that 2023 becomes a year of 
spiritual growth for our local church, where we embrace discipleship, where we are constantly on the lookout for evangelism, and a heart that desires to fulfill the Great Commission. A year where we ask God to help us believe even when we lack faith. Help my unbelief. A year of spiritual breakthrough. We stop with spiritual laziness, lukewarmness, and maybe even double-mindedness. Again, beloved, if you can fail at all your resolutions, don't fail at this. Take Paul's instructions seriously. Work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Philippians 2.12 Salvation is a serious business. I hope that this year, 2023, is a year where we turn to the Lord. If you're here listening or via or online, there's no coincidences. You haven't made Christ your Lord and Savior. Today is the day of salvation. Not 2024, not 2025. You don't know if you're going to get that far. Come in faith, believing in His Son, Jesus Christ, for your salvation. Only through Him we find forgiveness of sin. Reconciliation with God. Sin. That's a word that we undermined so many times. But sin is what separates you and me from holy God. Let that sink in. There's nothing you can do on your own behalf, on your own strength to gain that salvation. And we were talking about that this morning. If you believe that you, there's anything you can do within your own, that you are capable, that there's something within your own good heart that you're able to reach heaven, that you're able to meet God eye to eye, face to face, that's a lie. You need Christ. Look on to the cross. For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son. For whoever believes in Him should not perish, but have eternal life. That is godly wisdom. Amen? Amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, Your Word has been preached. Lord, I pray that this 2023 bring about or you store our hearts to something deeper. A deeper relationship with you, Jesus. That we are more made more to your likeness. Not for our own glory, not to be looked, uh, looked on as a role model. But for you, for your glory, that your name be exalted. May be in our hearts that you would be exalted. Throughout the nations. Through our little city in Kendall through our neighborhoods. Allow us to be vessels. Use us for your glory and honor. Lord, we lack faith at times, even when trials come. Lord, we plead with you, help our own belief. Grant us faith. Give us wisdom to manage through all these 
this world and whatever it throws our way. Lord, we want to see you face to face one day. And only you could get us there. We realize that. We depend on your power. We depend on your grace, on your wisdom, not our own. Lord, change the hearts this morning. Those who might see Christianity as something to be playing with, to be playful with, change their hearts. Lead them to repentance. Lead them to good works. Lead them to be godly men and women of your kingdom. In your name we pray, Jesus. Amen. Amen.